1: Baybad.
2: Lodge cast, gonna smoke this. Lodge cast, using movie pass. Lodge cast,
1: we're gonna watch some crap. Lodge
2: cast,
1: and then the Lodge Master chats with Luke and Bishke. Episode 3: Unseen. Welcome to the Lodge cast episode three we are sitting outside the burbank media center eight mall in the lodge mistress's prius thank you millie we are here with bishke good morning brother lucas
0: we march for our lives in spirit and solidarity
1: and our special guest today the lodge's very own resident bad boy jonathan good morning mr bad boy <laughs> the movie today is uh, gonna be a doozy again It's Steven Soderbergh's Unsane. Not D-sane. Unsane. I think probably what this movie will be most known for is being shot on an iPhone. Yes, the iPhone 7.
0: Which uh, I believe is the second time someone has done this since Sean Baker, who just did the Florida
3: Project, did Tangerine a few years ago. Yes, he shot that on a 5S.
1: How does everybody feel about iPhone cinematography? Uh, Mr. Narducci, being a cinematographer extraordinary yourself, what does it make you feel optimistic, or is it dirty? Uh, I, I guess we'll see.
2: But I think it's kind of... I'm, I'm It could be optimistic, because I think you probably, like, tricked the camera or something, you know, like, and fucking did some weird shit with ND filters and, like, put different lenses on it. So, I don't know, maybe I'm it t- could be a tool.
3: Yeah, know? hopefully it'll look better than Tangerine. I saw Tangerine on the big screen, and it... Just mostly because of the iPhone element I want to see. How does this look?
1: Not good. Not good. But... You to, lose yourself. To, to be fair, I mean, this movie's probably not designed to look pretty. It's probably designed to make us feel sick, make us feel crazy. Yes. It'll we'll probably use the slow-mo feature <laughs> built into mm. the camera. Who knows what kind of tricks he's going to pull yeah, out? Yeah, time lapse. Who knows? But I'm I'm not opposed to a, I'm not opposed to an iPhone Boomer. movie. And we're in this Prius. I'm surprised nobody's shot a full movie with a backup cam yet. So I've been waiting to see all <laughs> the these movie. Yeah, all these all these uh, innovations coming to life on the screen. How does everybody feel? Like, what's the temperature on Mr. Soderbergh in this car? Optimistic, I think. I'm, Are you a lifelong? Fan? I'm a lifelong
3: Soderbergh fan. I've seen almost everyone, liked almost everyone. Uh, Logan Lucky, I thought was just him getting his back to speed after his short retirement. Now he's, is it's his comeback, and now I'm ex- very excited
1: for this one. Lucas, what do you what do you feel about uh same? Being...
0: I'm I'm a lifelong Soderbergh fan, and even you know wrote him a uh, a fan letter in grad school asking if I could be his assistant. And he's like number one on my list of people I wanted to work for and learn from, and I know he's got a wildly uneven kind of sloppy track record with some some definite questionable uh films but that's what i love he's like a hockey player just taking shots on goal and he's not afraid he's not afraid to take risks swings as far as he can like every time
1: Nardo, what's your feeling on the beguiling tour i don't know that tv show he did
2: was super rad yeah the nick like i fucking thought that was really awesome but um yeah i mean i think he's probably he's in full swing he's got it it could be really good
1: Okay, so we're we're going into this movie far more optimistic than any other LodgeCast movie we've ever dared to enter. I don't know if we're setting ourselves up for a big fall, and, and
0: we're entering, by the way, a mall. We're watching this movie <laughs> inside the third level of the Burbank Media Center uh, Mall, with the AMC Eight, uh, uh, where the food court is uh, next to the DQ uh, Orange Julius. Ooh, that sounds good. And, Stan. and they got recliners.
1: I hope I don't fall asleep. <laughs> Bishki is
0: our control subject, so Uh, hopefully he can definitely guide us through through the stormy waters. Once
1: again, Bishki is our control, and uh, for the rest of us, we are going to be indulging in one of our beautiful sponsors, Sierra Deluxe Logistics, have uh, bestowed upon us this STEEZY pen. That's S-T-I-I-I-Z-Y. It looks like a uh, USB thumb drive. We're going to put this in our mouths, inhale deeply, perhaps get a drink at Hooters. We're going to uh, go get unsane. <laughs> insane in the brain. And we're going to hash it all out for you on the other side. Love and light to the lodge. Peace. Peace. When this old
2: world gets me down, and there's no love to be found, I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in, in a playground in my mind. The children laugh and the children play, and we sing a song.
1: Hi, my name is Sawyer Valentini, I am at Highland Creek Behavioral Health Facility. I am being held here against my will. Please, send help. Thank you. I'll be out of here in like 20 minutes.
2: Do you know how many calls
1: the cops get like that every week? Those are from crazy people. All right, we're out of the mall, back in the Prius. We got committed. We committed to unsane, and uh, we lived to tell about it. So before we get to Down and Dirty, Bishke, what is the official synopsis?
3: Sawyer Valentini, played by Claire Foy, is a bright but troubled businesswoman. She begins to find out that her past is catching up with her when a former hospice patient's son starts to stalk her. To ensure her safety, Sawyer signs up for a support group that helps people tackle stalking problems. Unfortunately, Sawyer finds out that she has involuntarily placed herself in a mental institution with strict rules that there should be no contact with the outside world. Alone and trapped against her will, Sawyer must fight her own demons within the twisted asylum as the visions of her stalker begin to take over.
1: It's it's not a pretty film. I mean, Dave is
2: terrible.
3: Yeah, this is the same problem that with Tangerine had it just it's stu- it's a student film and it and it keeps like there's good performances in it, but it keeps pulling you
1: Out of it, you definitely feel like it was Steven Soderbergh working with a community film school, and it was like a group project. That's kind of how I felt from the get-go uh what is what does the backseat think about yeah i kind of felt the same way and i even
0: looked at it after a certain point like it was like a 1980s slasher film almost but on an iphone and it was kind of like soderbergh's version of that so Uh, let's
1: set the stage because there's not much setup in the movie she's working at her job she sees it's a brilliant setup she sees somebody (laughs) kind of creeping around and she googles uh you know how how to get help with stocking problems and then before you know it she's insane she's yeah, committed
3: and, yeah and it's it's a little implausible. They they do put in a thing where they're trying to get insurance money from her, so that's why she got committed. But, but it's
0: actually a pretty well executed scene because it, you could almost see it happening in real life. That's where it yeah. really kind of sent a chill down my spine because you don't really see it happening until it's too late. And and the whole introduction from the ordinary world into this new you know cuckoo's nest. It's very bureaucratic, it's very cold, like, it's very cursory, like, there's this there's this casualness, mundanity to it that is really scary and unsettling, and, and for anyone who goes to therapy, you might want to think twice about exactly what you tell your therapist, because they could easily, you know, have you committed, and then you're fucked. Exactly, and that, you know.
1: just to make it clear, the conceit is they commit people involuntarily just to get insurance money, and they'll keep them there for as long as insurance pays out, and then they'll dump them. So... That reality and, like you said, the mundanity of how they present it as, like, just business as usual, that's scarier than any stalker plot. Yeah, 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 I almost
0: kind of wish there was no stalker plot at first. Yeah. Because they don't really tell you where it's going in the first reel, so I thought maybe, wow, this is going to be, like, his cuckoo's nest, you know? Like, she's a normal, sane person. And I think the other part of the movie that was quite good or brilliant was like the transition from well is she imagining her stalker actually works there to like sure. wait a minute she's not in this scene and we're still seeing the actor playing the stalker because so that breaks the I mean that ha- that means it has to be the real stalker and so all of a sudden the audience is like wait a second like this is really
1: happening and it just shifts gears into a totally different direction a key point to bring up is she keeps seeing her stalker around in the hospital but the story is so simple and bare bones, and we have such a stew of lifetime movies and 90s thrillers in our head. Yeah. At least my mind was doing backflips, like double double backing, being like, okay, she's crazy, but not really, but maybe she still is. Like you said, it is pretty effective that we slowly realize that this is happening. What I thought was lacking, though, was the batshit craziness that could go with shooting on an iPhone. A lot of that was missing for me. Yeah, yeah it was
0: very traditionally shot absolutely yeah i mean yeah,
3: I thought it was i thought it was pretty effective within the asylum.
1: it's like it's kind of like in a, terms
3: of the wide angles kind of gets to you after a while it's in terms surveillance of, yeah yeah,
1: but it's a handheld camera like you could do so much more it it, it 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 lends itself to a a bat shit uh off the rails shaky cam that I didn't really see a lot of surprisingly, and I don't know. In some ways, refreshingly, like it was not what I expected. Well, let's hear from the cinematographer. Oh,
3: it's terrible.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> editing, too, dude. It was, like so much coverage. There's a lot of cuts. I mean, why would they? They just cut to cut, to cut, to cut, what? and then they cut again. And you're like, dude, okay, I
1: got it. What did you think when you realized what the movie was gonna look like? When when they were setting up the office, the, the blue is terrible. Like the day for night thing was just absurd though. It but was, at least it was colorful. Yeah, it was colorful and I was <laughs> of like, one color. Yeah,
2: but I didn't I was like, Oh god, are they doing day for night? I was like really scared that it was day for night and then it was.
1: But then when they settled into like the workplace stuff, like what did you think of that imagery?
0: I thought it was it was actually above my expectation. Like when, when I settled into the movie, I remember thinking like I really hope i'm not distracted by the low quality of the, of the camera but then as time went on i, I kind of forgot until yeah you got for the day for the night there are certain things that, were, that brought you back in to remembering like oh yeah they, they shot it on an iphone but
1: there is a bit of student film yeah. do-it-yourself uh, wheelchair dolly there's a lot of those going on you can almost yeah. hear the wheelchair mm-hmm. wheels squeaking mm-hmm. in some of the corridor shots and there's some student film actors in there as well Oh yeah
3: um there's there's definitely performances that you feel like you're in a pretty good student film
1: yeah like if i were to see this as like a thesis film um i'd be like bravo be like that's great great ideas great beginnings to Mm -hmm. some thoughts you workshopped some of the blocking which was good yeah it was almost
0: (laughs) too overly ambitious too i felt it was really a little bit too long because it's such a journey by the time it gets to the climax in the third act like you're so fatigued like you've you've been through it you've, you've, you've experienced a lot of emotion and from like again the openings like opening reel the first 10 minutes it starts to go Go downhill, fat. You know what I mean? Like it's really it's moving, and then you, really and then you intense. stay there. You put in the time. Yeah, they really twist you around. What I
1: think is kind of also missing because we have seen this tale many times. Just yeah, it's not anything new. So what you got to bring to it is performances. And I thought the main Claire Foy is it? She's from The Crown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell she's choking down an accent like really hard. Yeah, there's British things flying out here. You right? can always tell. The barometer is anything everything anyone everyone it's anything everything anyone everyone you know they can't hide it the brits can't hide that i thought she was all right though she was kind of a hybrid between orange is the new black piper you Mm -hmm. know now she's sawyer and uh American Horror Story season 2 Asylum and I thought she did a fine job but the stalker was kind of understated and this movie needed an off the rails oddball yeah, yeah yeah this guy needed to be he needed to be Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman in happiness yeah the yeah, yeah really yeah, sold yeah.
0: for me like I feel like yeah it was it was in that uh, solitary confinement scene where she's kind of unloading on him which also was the audition scene I'm sure like <laughs> he was doing his best to react to her you know his breakdown, but it just he didn't sell it. Like I just didn't buy it. Yeah, yeah now, I that's kind of the
3: centerpiece, if it, and
1: if yeah. you don't sell the audition scene, then you're in trouble. You're in big yeah. trouble. Yeah, I think if there is a salad dragon scene in this, which <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a real strong one, but the scene where it showed a hint of its potential as a batshit crazy iPhone movie is when the stalker gives her too many drugs or the wrong drugs. And then suddenly she's just flipping out, and they double expose the front of her face on the back of her head, as she's just, like, wobbling around and, like, triple expose, quadruple expose. Yeah, yeah. But even that felt kind of like a student film. Yeah, Like, I felt like I was in college again. I could... Yeah, there was a bloody
0: tampon, so that was the first student film, you know, red flag, (laughs) you know, imagery.
1: Yeah. there's a scene where when she's new to the ward and uh, Juno Temple digs out her bloody tampon and throws it at her. Yeah, that was the first
3: student film signifier for sure.
1: Um, <laughs> that was Amy Irving as her mom. That was Amy Amy oh, Irving wow. playing her mother. Oh
0: my god, I, I saw totally her, her in the I, credits. So did I. And, and I then I like, was
1: like,
3: where was she? Yeah, I. Totally now you that I just I looked know. here,
1: you guys oh, didn't know. Man. Amy if Irving mom, plays her, her mom mother was not good what? either. Oh, mm, I thought she's, she was okay. She was okay. She terrible. She was okay. We got a lot of Amy Irving nostalgia that she's Yeah. yeah. On. She's old now that I know it's her, I'm like, yeah, she's pretty I good. I also thought she was just going to be a Skype performance. You know how they do <laughs> these prestige actors now sometimes will just Skype <laughs> like into a Vincent movie. D'Onofrio, Bagul. Yeah. Matt Damon shows up. That's oh, also that uh, was like that was, an was good,
0: that man. was that was actually a really good scene. It was like this funny cameo where he was riffing on his Jason Bourne persona as like a home security specialist yes. who was a genuinely good guy, basically telling her again, very matter of factly, very bureaucratically. These are the things you have to do, the precautions you have to take. This is how you have to live your life if you have a stalker, you know, stalking you. And it's yeah. very
1: timely now with all this Facebook stuff. She, yeah. He's like he's like, Are you on social media? And She's like, I got Facebook. He's like, That's no good. Yeah. And then he gives her like a real book recommendation and they like pause to like so you can <laughs> so, read the author, you can yeah, write it the, down. The gift of the fear the gift by of fear. Gavin
3: DeBecker, I believe is the yeah, name I mean, of the book. Well there it is. The gift of fear. We got a
1: sale. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought, I thought Matt was... Damon showing up was was very, very fun. That that's and how I knew we were at the right movie. That was also kind of a salad that, dragon moment. Maybe, yeah, the maybe movie. the salad dragon scene is Matt Damon showing up in the middle of this weirdo yeah, movie. Because yeah.
0: security where he's like, you you know, you have a car, you have a back, back way to your garage, get rid of it, take ride sharing. I think we're tossing
1: yeah. the salad over to that scene. Yes,
3: yeah, I, I agree. Let's put Matt Damon. I almost see, forgot about He just slips on, in there. Seen him on the iPhone 7 just <laughs> is, is something special
1: to see. Like. Matt Damon in iPhone resolution. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she keeps going toe-to-toe with the stalker he kills Amy Irving he kills her only friend played by Jay Farrow who's kind of the comic relief in there then they're out in the woods day for night there's a lot of very matter-of-fact violence which I thought was interesting which was kind of shocking very like, hard to watch yeah. Yeah. A, there was a neck there's snap a neck that. snap that's just brutal Ooh. and like just like it didn't boom. fit with the character either it was like he was so yeah he
3: needed to be more of a psycho yeah. for sure yeah and then but he
2: just did that and you're like yeah
1: but it was still effective. Like like Bishke and I were like, oh. I, cr- I cringed. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, finally it's resolved. She dispatches her assailant. And then, Lucas, what's the movie that they clearly watched for inspiration well, for the yeah, I, like
0: I feel like they saw misery and they took the last scene of that movie and then built their premise entirely around that final scene, which they actually closed their movie with. With as well, which is kind of I think them their homage. Their is, it ode- an o- is, is it a nod? Or is
1: it a ripoff?
0: Well, no, I think it's a nod because because if they didn't have that scene at the end, then it would be like a ripoff. But since they had that scene, I was like, okay, they're acknowledging the inspirational source of like where they got all this.
1: So what happens at the end?
0: So at the end of Misery, Paul Sheldon survived his uh, his his captor, his his kidnapper, his obsessed number one fan, and even though he knows she's dead because he killed her, and then he's he's safe and sound back in Manhattan, he still sees her everywhere, and he still has the PTSD trauma and fear of, of seeing her and having that fear of, of you know being attacked, and in this uh, movie it's very much almost verbatim identical, and, and I think that's a you know they're odd. they're
1: both in restaurants yeah. kind of with tablecloths. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they both look across. They're both talking to somebody else. They both look across the restaurant, see their attacker, holy shit, and in this one she approaches him with a knife. Mm -hmm. Uh, before realizing it's not, in fact, the dude she stabbed in the eye with a cross necklace. And the final shot is wonderful, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the final shot is
0: very 1980 slasher again. Very. I yeah. I
1: actually really that's was, when I
0: knew I was I was thinking correctly. It was like, oh man, he's hitting all. He's like winking. It's like almost like he knows where you're thinking, like where your head is going. And she
1: then, she runs out back into the world from the restaurant, and she looks back, and it just pauses and slowly mm-hmm. zooms in on her face. I took a I took a screenshot of the movie theater screen. Oh, nice, good, good nice. for the lodgers. Yeah, very but nice. very very tasty final shot yeah but I don't know if the movie deserves a final shot that tasty I feel yeah. like I feel like it it set up pins that it didn't fully knock down um mr Narducci did you stay awake during this film no I did not stay awake what percentage of the film do you think you were
2: I think I saw 75 percent okay but I didn't want to see it okay what shook you out of it oh uh, I think like the multiple her getting drugged for punching somebody. Like, that could have happened once. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is making me tired.
0: Yeah, there was some redundancy. There was like this, this, this daily, daily life cuts. of struggle. Yeah, there was the a lack lot of score. To go over. Yeah, it was tough. It like was it very sparse. It felt 30 minutes too long. I think at two hours, it's a little long. It, yeah, there's like, that thing could have moved way faster. Yeah. It's two and movies. It's, I think it's trying to be two movies at once. And, and, yeah. Uh, I definitely
3: like the first movie of her and Is She Crazy? I agree. I That's agree. the best stuff. Once yeah. you know she's not crazy and she's got a definite stalker. There's no more tension. Or then you're just, just like, like yeah. kill this guy. Yeah. And it takes it a long time to happen.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
3: Exactly. Major spoilers.
0: I feel like, yeah, if, if he revealed it where it's like, oh my gosh, she's not crazy. And then, boom, it's the forest day for night scene. And then you just end on that. It would be way more impactful and shocking and kind of pulling the rug out from it, as opposed to a little to, twist as opposed yeah. to subtly seamlessly just showing us that transition where oh no he's the real guy but again
1: if we had a squirrely ass bug fuck star making performance with this right, with right, this character right.
0: yeah the cast is so weird why wouldn't Soda then it wouldn't get matter he gets Matt Damon to do a cameo he's getting Claire Matt Floyd Damon should have been the stalker. stalker and the stalker's a nobody it's like yeah. Jay Farrow should have been the stalker anybody. I mean sure. like just anybody. A, he's just
1: a blank he's yeah not. he's
0: so fucking
1: bland yeah. he's got a nice smile creepy smile Mm. yeah um mr narducci out of four bones for the 75 percent that you saw what's your dosage bone dosage for this patient it's i think it's a one that's a one bone yeah. for mr narducci mm. mm-hmm. uh. mr tanner
0: well i i can't recommend this to family or friends so it's not going to qualify above a three and i mm. i do appreciate the ambition of it but the tech like the technical yeah it is so low grade i got to give it a 2 i mean mm. and 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 kind of harsh cuz it means it's like lazy but there's a lot going on but it's just yeah it's too long and, and I, it's not for everyone so i give it 2
3: brother bishki i'm going to go with my wrinkle and timer and give it two bones yeah. um i yeah. think it's a half 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 a pretty good movie it's just a m- very mixed bag of some stuff i like some of the experiments i like some of the implausibilities in the plot i did not like some of the... Uh, we would have
2: never seen this movie if Soderbergh hadn't directed That's C- also true. That's true. the only reason correct. you guys are giving it twos. Correct. But, Fuck, no, correct.
3: No, that's not true. Tr- I It's think
2: pretty fucking bad.
1: Dude. It's pretty bad. If it was but, not Soderbergh, we would not be in this fogged no yeah. up Prius there right was, But, but now. if it was your we buddy was who cool. made it in film school... It, it, if it was sold, was sold your, out. I was but sure it, I was it wasn't. If it was your
3: buddy who made it in film school, you would give it three bones. So I'm going to give it two bones. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I think
1: it's a sliding scale. And I think we are only here because of Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it one and a half. I think oh, you can give halves. You can. I would, yeah. have, I would have given it one and a half. Well, okay, one and a so half, half is up. toying,
0: toying with respectability while still sure. lurching in the gutter, often yeah. lacking standard cinematic dude. devices like plot and performances.
2: Yes, that's absolutely that, correct. That you just described it in my
1: mind. I think I think the the idea of it, and on paper, it's way better than actually watching it. But again. It, as a curiosity, I'm glad that we went into the breach once again for the lodge because I don't think people are going to go out to see Unsane I think it'll be uh, watch it on your iPhone a couple years from now, <laughs> as the maker intended, surely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or, or I'm sure just go to YouTube and search Matt Damon Unsane cameo.
1: Yeah, that and then that that'll be all you really need. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Narducci, any any further thoughts on this film?
2: Nah. What One about and a half bonds, man? iPhone movie. That's all you need to know.
1: What about the recliners at the Burbank Media Center 8 theater? The
2: Media Center 8 is excellent. They have a bar. MacGuffins? They have a MacGuffins. Is on the site. It's intimate room, you know?
1: I like it. That's great. So, Burbank Media Center 8, Four Bones. Yes. Take your <laughs> movie around. pass.
3: A free movie at the Burbank Center 8. It doesn't really top that.
1: Also, just another note, we didn't end up going to Hooters. We went to Chevy's. And we had a little Mexican fiesta before this. Much more wholesome. Set us up for success, but unfortunately, coined all our bones. I don't think Unsane fully delivered. But... I think Soderbergh, he does take chances, and we're all still in his corner. Yeah, I'm glad
3: he's back. He's still doing new things. This was a failure, but he's got plenty more chambered,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, chambered. Maybe he'll shoot the next one on an Android phone or something. <laughs> I would definitely see that. I'd be like, oh, Android. Let's see what the <laughs> see what different grain texture the, yeah. <laughs> the imagery is. All right. Well, that's another lodge cast. Mr. Narducci, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Narducci. So happy to be here. Thank you for coming out to the bank with us. Thank you again to Sierra Deluxe Logistics for that wonderful magical little USB stick of, muy a, muy of a of a vaporizer. And uh, we feel at one with the Lodge. We're wa- warmth with
3: and <laughs> yes. de- yeah, and Ray Dawn. Yes. Whatever you
0: do, if you ever find yourself talking to a health counselor and they ask you to sign anything, you say, yeah, I'll take them home tonight and read them over with my family and I'll be in touch with you. You don't you don't sign anything in the room. And don't tell you them don't, you're suicidal. You don't ever Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Never tell them you're suicidal, yeah, even yeah, if you are. Yeah, you only live once. This is the only life we got. So yeah, why, why would stay we check out? So that's Ra- my advice. Ray
1: Dog says, don't sign it till you read it. <laughs> All right, well, that's another LodgeCast. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace out, y'all.